0: Yes, Lord, send your rain. Send your rain, oh God. How many of you dare just asking for the rain today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Send it, Lord. Send it, God. Whew. Hallelujah. Send it. Hallelujah. Hmm. <sighs> well, God Almighty. Heat like this reminds me what it was like back in the day when like no church had air conditioning. I mean, we would be in revival in the middle of July and everybody was sweating, not just the evangelist. They all used to sitting there watching the preacher sweat like crazy. <sighs> but I'm grateful for air conditioning when it works right. Hallelujah. Send your rain, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just gathering myself. Thought I might pass out from heat stroke up there. It's one thing y'all were hot, then we got those big lights and they put off some heat down this way. Hallelujah. Grateful and thankful for everybody for all that God's doing. Hallelujah. I came, I pray you came ready. Ready, ready. Glory to God. We somebody we posted this morning online missing church is a misdemeanor. Anybody see it? Missing church is a misdemeanor, because the more you miss, the you get. Yeah, the meaner you get. Ain't that the truth? Hallelujah. Our sense of humor is a little different than some of y'all. Hallelujah. Yeah, we can get kind of mean. Whew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready today? Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord. Help us, Father. We had all kind of trouble before we even got to start church today. So uh, I'm just pushing and persisting because... Uh, the devil only kind of shows up through st- certain things when he wants to stop whatever it is that he knows how many know what we've been saying God is up to something we're on the verge of something then a pastor friend of mine uh, pastor Sharon uh, did a Facebook live yesterday and said get ready get ready get ready she said God is up to something in the tri-state area and I just thought, well, here we go here we go and come in this morning, and everything was working fine. Tuesday night, the sound equipment, live stream, all that we came in, and it's all gone. We lost all of our monitors. I think the storms may have fried them. We tried hooking up more, and then it messed up the live stream. And I thought, now oh, come on, devil! It's one thing if you want to fry our monitors, we can buy more. But but now you're messing with the live stream to keep the word from going out. Amen. Uh, and touching people that are watching online and it was all garbled and muffled and I thought, oh Lord, no, here we go. And so we got that fixed. We just had to do it today without monitors and without all the other technical stuff that we use up here. But hey, we're still going. God's still to be glorified. And so with fried monitors or half our board's fried up there, but we're still going. Hallelujah. So if it sounds a little different or we seem a little different, that's why uh, some of it got baked. But glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. He'll just provide more. And thank God we have some spares sitting around. (laughs) Hallelujah. So you got to try harder than that, devil, to keep us down. you are got to bring it all down, you know. Bring the whole building down if you need to. But but even that won't stop us because we still have phones. We'll just have it outside in the parking lot. We'll go up to the other building and have church. So he'll have to bring something that tears it all down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was walking through Walmart. I keep telling you all you need to go with me to Walmart. I was walking through Walmart. I was in a hurry, but I was walking down the housework section because I needed to get some stuff for the house, you know. And I had a set agenda. I was on a mission and I'm one of those that when I have short time, I like to get in, get what I need and get out, you know. I'm not looking around like some of you when I see you, and you're just sort of like, what can I buy? No, I have an objective, and so that's why sometimes people will see me, and they'll speak, and I didn't even notice you because I'm like, I got to go to our A7, and I know what's there. I know that because I already looked it up online, you know, so I know A7 on the right-hand side. I'm strolling down through there, and this woman comes up right beside me, and I walk fast, and she says, are you, are, are you that Are you the preacher? I said, oh, man. I said, here we go. I made another one mad. And I looked over and I said, I'm a preacher. And she said, well, are you the preacher? She said, you know, that one I watch online. I said, well, I don't know who you watch online, but we're on there. And she said, I watch you all the time. And she goes, you're awesome. And I said, well, I appreciate it. We're really glad you watch. Thank you. I said, we, you know. We're glad that you're able to watch. us said, are you from the area? She said, yeah, I'm in town. I said, well, you have to come join us. She says, I plan to. She said, I work on Sundays. But she said, I'm praying that that will change. I said, well, I'll pray too that that will change. She goes, well, you're, you're awesome, but we just, we just love watching you, blah, blah, blah. And I walked away, and instantly I, I said to myself, I said, I'm so glad she thinks so because I'm only hanging by a thread. How many of you know sometimes people, they think, oh, you're the greatest, next best thing since squeeze butter, sliced bread, since Lay's potato chips, and yet they don't know. They just see what you're putting out. They don't realize that you are barely hanging on. Oh, come on. They don't realize you're, you're, you're 24 hours from the repo man showing up or, 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 or you're, you, you they don't realize you had six bounce checks this week. Amen. But you're awesome. They, they just think you're great. They think you always smell great. Right. Or, or that you look great or that you always have a positive attitude. But many times people don't realize that you are only right now feeling like you are only hanging by a thread. Amen. I because it's only they only see what we often enable them to see or what they're able to see, but they don't know us. Even some of the people that we worship with, you don't you don't know me all the way to know that maybe I am only barely hanging by a thread. Come on, somebody. You you see some people worship God on their face and in the front of the church, and you're thinking, oh boy, they're spiritual. I'll never be like that. Only to realize that they're the ones that are only hanging on by a thread. And sometimes some of you are feeling the same way, but you you don't press hard enough you don't go hard enough, you're not chasing after God enough to realize that you're doing everything you can to hang on to the thread that you have. Come on, somebody. Oh, you got to preach back to me today because I just feel like that's what you got to do. All right. Come on, we've already succeeded. Push past the devil. Come on, can somebody just put the devil under their feet right now, once and for all. Stop listening to the whispers of the enemy. Stop giving place to the devil. Amen. That's not what the word of God says? Give no place to the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Somebody needs to just stiff arm him right now. There ain't no devil in hell. No, no spirit that has been set on assignment can stop what God has intended for you. And I, amen, I was driving d- down this morning and I said, God, this city is the Lord's. Come on, amen, and not knowing that when we get here, the enemy would try to stop us from taking the city. Hallelujah, stop us from being heard, but whether we're heard by thousands or hundreds or 10 or one, we're gonna take this city because when God makes a promise, he upholds his promise. Can you say amen today? Hallelujah, hanging by a thread. Are you ready? Glory to God. It's hot, but just to ensure you don't go to sleep, I'm going to keep you active today. Hallelujah. I know when it gets hot, it's easy to fall asleep. Bless God. Because I think some of you need to preach back at me as hard as I preach. I want you to leave here sweat and ringing with sweat like I do. All right. Hallelujah. You got to preach back at me today. All right. So look over at your neighbor. Say, "Neighbor." neighbor. Wake up preach to the preacher. Yes. Hallelujah. Send it back at me. Hanging by a thread. That's where we're going to go today. Turn to your Bibles, to the book of Joshua. We're actually going to read in two different chapters. We're going to look at chapter two and chapter six. Hanging by a thread, barely getting by. Sometimes we feel like we're on the verge. If we're not going to lose it all, we're going to lose our mind. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Look what it says. Joshua chapter 2. Let's begin in verse 12. Hallelujah. Chapter 2, verse 12. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. Oh, my. So she let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. She said to them, go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourselves there three days until they return. And then go on your way. Verse 17, now the men had said to her, this oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless we enter the land. You have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers and all your family into your house. Now watch this. We're going to jump over to chapter 6 in a moment. In other words, you're saying we're not going to come looking for you as long as you do this. He's saying everyone in your house is going to be saved if you do this. How many of you remember this text? Amen. But he's saying you got to drop the scarlet cord out the window in order for us to save you. Glory to God. Remember, uh, we're catching up sort of midway here, but I have to do that because of the length of the text. There are, there are two spies, and they were, there was a search to find them and Rahab the harlot, that's who we're talking to here. Rahab the harlot hid them in her house. Oh, thank you, Lord. And when the time came, they, she lowered them down on the cord. And they're saying to her, whoever, where, it, it, they're saying, wherever you have this cord hanging out the window, we will spare when we come back to take the city of Jericho. But he's, they're telling her, anyone who's not in the house is going to die. Oh, thank you, Lord. Now, jump over to chapter 6 of Joshua. Just look at beginning in verse 15, just a couple of verses. Hanging by a thread. Uh-huh. If you're at chapter 6 of Joshua, say, I am. Oh. Watch this, verse 15. On the seventh day, oh, you know this. They got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time round, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, Shout! For the Lord has given you the city. See where I always say this city is the Lord's? Mm, Come on. Some of y'all need to start decreeing with me. Shout for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in the house shall be spared because she had despised that we sent. But keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make a camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble onto it. All the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. Ah, When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword. Every living thing in it, men and women, young and old cattle, sheep and donkeys. Verse twenty-two. Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, "Go into the prostitute's house, and bring her out, and all who belong to her, in accordance with your oath to her." So the young men who had been had who had done the spying went in and brought out Rahab, her father and mother, her brothers and her sisters, and all who belonged to her, and brought out her entire family and put them in a place outside the camp of Israel. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah, it's hanging by a thread. Even in the text, everything right here is hanging by a thread. I, I, I'm gonna do my best to lay this out that you, you'll have clarity and understanding. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us and release your anointing in this place. That, Father, even if we feel as though some things or a certain area is hanging by a thread, the Lord, you will speak and minister to that area in the name of Jesus. And that, Lord, when we leave here today, we'll know that we're hanging on to the right part, that we didn't need the rest, that we're hanging on to what we needed. And so, Father, and that you will get the glory and the honor and the praise for it today and in every way. God, we bless you. Lord, we thank you. We look to you and we give you all praise and glory right now. In Jesus, your mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Hanging by a thread. Whether it's hanging by a thread with your bills or your mind or your health or at your job or in your marriage, oftentimes many of us feel as though we're hanging by a thread like I did this week at Walmart. Walmart in some way and somehow we often can relate to that that we're hanging by a thread just how people they'll brag about us they can think that we're great like that woman did but only to know that we feel as though we're hanging by a thread hallelujah thank you lord that you have a thread for me to hang on to hallelujah glory to god these are the same as we read in the text these are the same children of israel that escaped Egypt I want to remind you of a couple things that's important they're the same children of Israel that escaped Egypt same people their fathers went to the Red Sea as slaves and but they came out of the Red Sea's sons their faith that they had rested on the events at the Red Sea e- even even in, in text and in, in part that we, we didn't read even God reminded them. God even said, am I not the God that brought you through the Red Sea? He had to remind them of what he did for them. How many know that sometimes uh, each of us have a point of reference of a place and a time where we know that we know that we know that God did something in our life? There's no question. It's, it's a means for the faith I have today is much in part to a point of reference I have of something that God did where there was no denying that it was God and that it was only him, that it wasn't coincidence, that it wasn't by any other means. It wasn't because uh, uh, of someone else stepped in. But you know that you know that you know. And the reason why some of us sit here and that we show up to church is because we, there's something that God did in our life that we can look back at. And we know that it was God. Amen. So even these same children of Israel have a point of reference that they're able to look back and they remember that time that it was only God that did what they did, did what he, what he did for them to allow them to cross over that water on dry ground. Amen. And so many of us have gone through life. And if you haven't, you will. You will go through something that will be a point of a reference for you. Glory to God. These, these people, they came out of Egypt and the Bible says that they spent 40 years in the wilderness. And they had children, and their children didn't even remember the Red Sea. They were too young, or they came after the fact. Hallelujah. And so they, they had children who, who had faith in God, but they didn't have anything to hang it on. You know how I said there a moment that some of us have a, a point of reference, that we know that we know that God brought us through that, but then there are some of us who we have faith in God, but we don't have anything to hang it on. We haven't been through something like some of the rest of us have where your back was against the wall, where you were all tied up and tied down and, and there was no way out, but God showed up in the middle of the night, kind of like a Paul and Silas moment, and you thought it was over, you thought it was in the 11th hour, but suddenly about midnight, as the scripture says in Acts chapter 16 and verse 25, amen, and that's the kind of way that God will show up. Maybe some of you haven't had that encounter yet, and so you're having to live off of the faith of someone else and only what they told you hallelujah are you still with me glory to god if you don't stay awake i'll make you stand (laughs) glory to god (laughs) it's not right i have to stand walk around you all get to sit there on your comfy uh, padded chairs hallelujah Not off praise god So, so there's always one place one thing in our life It causes you and I to know that we know that we know what God did in our life. That becomes sort of our point of reference. That becomes uh, the, the thing that we say, I know it was the Lord. I know it was him who showed up amen, in church on Sunday. I know it was him who showed up on Tuesday night. I know that God, God's the only one that brought me out of that. I know I should have been dead in that car accident, but he brought me out. I know I shouldn't be walking today, but I know that it was the Lord. Come on, somebody. I know that I should have been bankrupt and ended in jail, but I know it was the Lord that rescued me, delivered me, saved me from myself. Amen, somebody. So some of us know that we know that we know that it was the Lord. Amen. And that's our point of reference. These are the, these are the children of of the people who had the experience of God parting that Red Sea that's really that some of these kids they've grown up and so they're the children of those people who had experienced it and and so they, they they've not yet had their own experience but they're about to that's what the text is we're reading they they haven't yet had that encounter that experience like some of you have not had your that kind of an experience yet but you're about to oh come on somebody Some of you have not experienced God in a Red Sea moment. Some of you have not experienced God like they're about to around a wall of Jericho, but you are about to. I decree and declare over you that you are about to have that kind of encounter with God that you're gonna experience God in a way that you've only heard about. Come on, put that on up there, would you? Uh, You're about to experience God in a way that you have not. Don't make me preach alone. Don't make that this city is about to experience God in a way in which they've not yet experienced God. Come on. Our tri-state region is about to experience God in a way in which they've not yet experienced that, that we've only heard stories. I'm so tired of hearing stories of what God did through Katherine and Coleman and what God did in the 70s and what God did in the 60s and even what I witnessed God do in the 80s. Oh, it was good and it was fine and I know what a good tent revival can do and I know how the fire of God can fall on a little Church of God church in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia on, on no padded pews and pews that stunk and and were hard and uncomfortable and all of those things. I know how the fire of God can fall, but I don't want to just share with you stories of what God did as if if it happened and it'll never happen again. I want to share with you and give you a word today that lets you know, I I decree and declare that you are stepping into a place where you're going to experience God in a way that you've not yet experienced, that you're going to have your own Red Sea encounter, that you're going to have your own Jordan encounter, that you're going to have your own Jericho miracle in the name of Jesus that, and that you're, you're going to experience him in a new and powerful and wonderful way. God in the name of Jesus I pray that Lord you would just start a chain of events in our lives that are unstoppable right now in the name of Jesus. Let, let it begin in this moment a chain of events that are unstoppable in this moment Lord that you're going to reveal yourself in a wonderful and powerful way in the name of jesus oh god oh god mm. can experience him in new and powerful and wonderful ways in the name of jesus uh-huh 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 some of you know what it is to be chased like they were chased by pharaoh and his mighty men been feeling like you've been chased down run down and that you, you you're come up on a, a red sea moment oh but father I thank you that you are God of more than enough and I thank you that God the same manner of which you allowed them to cross over on dry ground that Lord you will allow these people and the people that Lord this is for to be able to cross over whatever is in front of them God and and they won't even get mud on their feet in the name of Jesus no mud on their feet God when they they go to the other side no mud on their feet no evidence that there was ever even a problem that's what He's. there's no residue of what you came through there there won't be anything left there ain't going to be no mud no no residue of what you came through but that you'll be able to come out on the other side as, as as if it never was it'll be a part of your memory but but you're not going to hold on to anything there won't be any anything natural that you're going to be able to reveal or show the evidence necessarily of what you came through but you'll know that you'll know that you'll know that it was god so father in the name of jesus let this day be the day of point of reference for your people if they've never had a red seat moment if they've never had a jericho moment they're about to just like the young generation of the children of israel the the text that they're about to they're about to experience you lord in a wonderful way in a powerful way so father now in the name of jesus let today be the day of point of reference for your people to say that i know that i know that i know that it was the lord I, I know it was the Lord when he healed me, I know it was the Lord when He delivered me, I know it was the Lord when they cancelled my debt, I know it was the Lord when, when when I came up out of that, I know it was the Lord when he delivered me, I know it was the Lord when I was able to lay that thing down, I, I know that it was the Lord when he healed my marriage, I know it was the Lord when he did that work in me. Do it Lord in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. They came to the Jordan. See, there was a Red Sea moment, but now here they are on their way to Jericho, and they came to the Jordan. They came to the Jordan that had overflooded its banks and The bible says that joshua stepped down into the waters and the waters parted just like the red sea but it was less dynamic less waterless water parted and the bible says yet again they walked over on dry ground see god had to do it again because you and i cannot live off of our mother's faith we can't live off of our father's faith are you hearing me? Church, we can't live off of what God did yester- year. We can't live off of what God did with through Catherine Coleman or Benny Hinn or any other great man or woman of faith. Amen. We can't live off of that. God needs you and I to live off of our own encounter. That's why He's not just God for them or God for the mighty. He wants to be God for all mankind. Amen. He wants to be God. He wants to reveal Himself and, and, and show Himself to all mankind in many different ways. That's why the way that He reveals Himself to me is different than the way he will you the way that he speaks to me is often different than he will speak to you but he's revealing himself he, he he's showing himself in a different way to me and he'll speak to you in a way that you can understand hallelujah but he he can't have me living off of the faith of of those that went before me or or those in my family or or any other great men and women of god that have have helped to raise me up to be who i need to be he needs me to be able to to have a hold of my own faith he needs me to have a hold of my own thread that when i when i'm when when I'm I'm at my wit's end and I feel like I'm unable to continue to go on that I know I'm connected although to a thread that it's the right thread. Hallelujah. Just hang on and I'll make that make sense to you. But the Bible says in the text that we read that Joshua sent spies into the promised land. And he sent spies into the promised land to really give His people and even to give the spies the fight that they needed. How many of you know, if you've been in, a, in, in the desert long enough, sometimes you'll just lose your fight. How many of you know, if you've been under it long enough and you've gone through a situation for very long that sometimes we just lose our fight, not just our fight, but we'll lose our vision. Oh yes, we'll, we'll, we'll lose the hope that things will get any better. Oh, yes. And so Joshua was a good leader because uh, uh, he knew that uh, he knew uh, that as a leader, that how important it was that he could not be the only person in the camp who had a vision. Who had a vision. Because anytime the leader is the only one in the group that has a vision, you have a problem. You and I have to be a people that know how to cast vision. So he he thought, I know they're discouraged and I know they're getting weary. So I'm gonna send some spies into the land that was promised to us so so they can bring back a report. Bring back a report and bring back a a report that's gonna provide hope and stir these people to find the fight that is within them, hallelujah. Because I've learned that people cannot be loyal to what they cannot see. That's why it's important that as leaders we continue to cast vision. Amen. as a nation, we may not be seeing that things are real good right now, but it's very important that those who are in leadership cast vision. Otherwise, all we see is doom and gloom. And so a good leader knows how to cast vision. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says, he sends the spies. The Bible says they step into the waters and the waters parted. But that the first city after the Jordan get warned that they may have to fight their way in because the walls were straightly shut up. Now, I preached Jericho some months ago even. The walls were straightly shut up. The Bible even says, as you and I study that the walls were so thick and so big, you might remember, that they even rode chariots on the top of the walls. Those are some wide, thick walls. Hallelujah. So they were straightly shut up, and we understand that the, the the children of israel they were they were tired they were weary some of their weapons were old they were even frail amen they had been discouraged they were tired from wandering for 40 years come on somebody and and and, and but 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 really when we look at the words that, that joshua gives and even the areas where we see god speaking god did not plan for them to fight with swords and spears it wasn't in the initial plan Remember, we, we must understand that the word reminds us that the, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. That, that they weren't going to have to necessarily fight their way in. It was once they were in that they would have to destroy the people that's what the Bible says every man woman child horse donkey everything right they had to destroy but they wouldn't have to fight their way in but that supernaturally as we already read God brings the wall down hallelujah in other words if God before you I'm sorry if God before you say it again if God before you see that's why you and I have to know that we know that we know when we've heard from God that's why whenever God reveals himself and shows himself to you, it should enable you to go forward without question and without faith and without doubting. And so they, here they are, the, the, the parents of the, the younger generation of the children of Israel had crossed the Red Sea. And now this generation gets there and they're crossing over with the old generation and they're crossing the Jordan. And now they've had a, an encounter. They were able to see what God is able to do on their behalf and they get to the outside of the city of Jericho and they just begin marching day after day after day, right? The Bible says they did it on day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six they get to day seven hallelujah and they're remembering if God is before us who can be against us our our weapons are on the verge of breaking if I stab any old feeble woman with this sword it's so old it's reliable to break I'm weary I'm tired I'm hungry right they, they had been through the the wilderness for 40 years they were in no manner really prepared to fight or have any desire to But the Bible says that on the seventh day, they marched seven times. And then on the seventh time, God said to shout on the seventh time, for the Lord has given you this city. That's the text that we read, isn't it? He says, shout for the Lord has given you this city. In other words, I want you to march all these six days. I want you to to not shout. I want you to march, just march. Give me praise, but keep your mouth shut. Because sometimes we'll shout too soon. Hallelujah. Sometimes uh, God just needs to know that we're going to be obedient. So he says, for six days, I need you to march around. I need you to, to, to praise me. I just need you to be obedient. And then when I tell you on the seventh day, on the seventh time, I want you to shout because I, ha- I the Lord, have given you this city. In other words, after all of your weariness and all of your worry. He's speaking to the children of Israel, after all of your your anxiety, after all of your fear, after all of your hunger, after all of your wondering, and after all of your doubts, he says, after all of those things, after every day walking around and wondering why in the world are we doing this? What is it that it's possibly accomplishing by us marching around this city like this? How is God in this? How many know that sometimes God will speak to you in peculiar and strange ways? Sometimes God will give you an instruction to do something that doesn't make any sense to you, but the whole purpose is to make sure that you and I are willing to be obedient so that he knows that he can bless you with it. And so I really believe a lot of this was just God making sure they're gonna do what he's asking them to do because there's much more that He needs them to accomplish and do. This is just the first city that they need to overcome to receive the promised land. Amen. So they march around it for, for six days. For six days they just keep marching around the city on the seventh day. The Bible says they march around that city six times and on the seventh time they march around the city and when they get done marching on the seventh time they shout with a loud shout because the Lord has given them this city. The Lord has given you this city. See, we've been saying that for a while. The Lord has given us this city. See, we, we, maybe we need to get uh, take a lesson here and learn that we need to start marching around the city marching around the city and then shout because the Lord has given you and I this city, hallelujah. Remember now, we, we, we read just a short time ago how Joshua sent two spies into Jericho to check out some things, amen. And the Bible says that they had to hide and that they hid in the harlot's house. It's a good reminder to you and I that you and I need to be really careful who we turn our nose up at because the very person that we often turn our nose up at, God will use to bring you and I out. Oh, come on, somebody. I know that's not popular. And I know the church does a really good job of pointing our finger at everything we don't like and agree with and don't believe in, right? Come on. We're, we're like professional uh, sin meters, right? And we can point our finger and, and point out everything that's wrong. Amen. We don't want nobody ever doing that to us. Hallelujah. But but we're, we're okay doing it with everybody else. And yet in the text, look how God uses the prostitute. Oh, yeah. Because see, I believe that when God can't find a church people that he can use, he'll raise up somebody else oh yes but i even believe even more than that this is just an example of his grace his mercy his love and his forgiveness to the sinner right here in the story of jericho are you still with me hallelujah so be careful who you turn your nose up at the people inside the city of jericho they were used to seeing men sneaking in and out of the prostitute's house so they didn't, they really weren't paying any mind to a couple of other men trying to hide and sneak their way in. Even though they were, the guys were trying to hide and sneak their way in without really being seen, that nobody was really paying much attention because it was a normal thing, glory to God. People creeping in and out and not wanting to be seen. And so God hid the spies in the prostitute's house. Notice how God's plan was hanging on the actions of a prostitute. Everything in this story is hanging on the actions of the harlot. What she will do in this moment. And so she sees a great powerful opportunity to cut a deal with the spies. Oh, yes, she does. Because she realized that the truth, the truth that these spies had brought and what they want to accomplish. the, the, The truth was depending really on a lie. The truth that was coming out was dependent on her lying for them. Are you still with me? She had to lie and say that they were not there, that she had not seen them. Amen. Isn't that kind of funny that God's going to use someone and and, and allow them and encourage them to lie, amen, just so his plan can come forth? Hallelujah. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not giving you a free pass to be a liar. I'm just showing you how God will use the sins of a sinner some time ago i preached that message when evil works for god that god will allow evil to be done and it'll work for his good he will he will. That's why all things work together for him who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Amen. Amen. Not every time God is moving is it neat and tidy. Oftentimes when things are chaotic and spinning out of control, that's how I know God is moving. Hallelujah. Because God is a God that he will bring chaos and bring cosmos to it. He'll take what is out of order and bring order. So anytime you you, know, you and I start feeling like we're in, a, in the spin cycle, come on. Anytime we feel like everything around us is spinning, God is in that I promise you take a deep breath hang on find the thread grab a hold and know that God is God enough that he will bring order to that thing that's scriptural I'm telling you God will bring order out of chaos every time in this situation God was in it yes the truth was depending on a lie she had to tell people that came knocking and looking for the spies where are they I haven't seen them I don't know they haven't been here I don't know where they are the truth was depending on a lie now, be careful, that does not make God a liar. God did not lie here. Uh-huh. He, he, he did not lie here. God left somebody else do the lying so that his will and purpose could be accomplished. Oh, yes. Yes, hallelujah. God will even use a lying tongue to bring about his will and his purpose. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. So he said, yeah, well, that prostitute, she's already a sinner. Let her lie one more time. Let her lie let her lie what's that on the heap of everything else it's going to bring about a purpose but in the midst of it she's going to tell the lie but in the midst of it i'm going to rescue her house i'm going to deliver her house and i have a bigger plan for those of you that aren't aware yet god had a bigger plan for her and her bloodline oh thank you jesus Yes, he did. So God said, I, I, I can tolerate a lie because what I'm gonna do with her and her family and, and because because she allowed us to hide out there, I'm gonna rescue her and her family and I'm gonna use her mightily. And so she's gonna have a bigger plot in all of scripture than, than what we're even reading right now. So God had a plan, hallelujah, and it was all hanging on her and her ability to lie. And so Rahab lied and kept the spies from being found. So she made a deal since she lied for the spies she made a deal and she knew uh, because they told her that the city would be destroyed so she wanted to make a deal and so she made a deal that the thread that uh, that she would hang out the window for for them to escape uh, they they said hanging out the window and when we come to take the city when we see that cord we will save your house in the middle of the city and everyone that is in the house We'll, we're not going to save anybody else, only, well, only the house that the cord is hanging out of. And so the Bible says that the spies climb down out of the window, hanging by a thread. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see how fragile this whole thing is? This whole plan is hanging by the thread that's hanging out the window. This whole plan. I mean, think about how awesome and big and powerful God is, and yet the whole thing is hanging by a thread. That's hanging out the window and hoping and praying that this, this prostitute is going to continue to be what she's known to be and lie again. You lied to all these men's wives, so I need you to lie now one more time. you never seen us. I know, I've never seen you. And so everything, this whole plan of God, for the mighty God that we serve, think about this, it's kind of funny, right? It, the, for the mighty God that we serve, it's hanging on the lie of a, of a hooker. Oh, yes. Preacher, you shouldn't say words like that. Well, you do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So they climbed down out of the window, hanging by a thread. And when they came back to destroy the city and they saw the red thread hanging from the window, Ahab and her house all would be spared now help me for a moment but this sure sounds really familiar it sounds a lot like when what their parents went through amen when their parents went through something similar and it said when i see the blood on the doorpost the death angel will pass over oh how there's so many hints of the cross and cavalry the shedding of blood for the forgiveness of sins so similar here it is again see here's god revealing himself to rahab and them in the house and it's really similar he says when i see the blood i'll pass by And, and so when i see the cord hanging out your window We'll spare your house and we're going to destroy the rest of the city. And it's all hanging by a thread. And so the Bible says, let me paraphrase. The Bible says that when they, when they shouted, the concrete began to crack and come down. Are you still with me? Oh, when they shouted. So they marched for six days. On the seventh day, they marched around seventh time. And at the end of the seventh time, they shouted with a loud shout after the trumpets oh hallelujah i don't have time to go there but, but 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 after the trumpet, there's a time for you and I to give God some praise. There's a time for you and I to, to, to raise our voice and shout. There's a time for the church to elevate their voice. Now is a time. The, the, the time that we this is not a time for the church to get silent. This is not a time for you and I to, to get quiet and weary and well-doing. This is a time for that God needs you and I to elevate our voice in a shout of praise to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords, that there have been some things that we have been believing for. There have been some walls that you and I have been standing uh, on the other side of there has been opposition that you and I have been believing that would just dissipate and go away but God was speaking to me through this word and he said Adam you all been marching and you've been declaiming and decreeing but he said I need you I need the body of Christ to begin to shout I need the body of Christ to begin to call those things that are not as though they were and let out a shout that the church has been silent and quiet the church has almost lost their voice hey he said has my church gotten Laryngitis, why why have they gotten silent all of a sudden? Why why does the body of Christ really have nothing to say but hollow and empty words and, and, and nothing really that's come from my throne? And it's all cute and cliche things that the church has to say, and they're only preaching things that sound good. But he says, What I really need the my body of Christ to do is I need them to shout uh, with a loud shout, and I need them to believe that, that that I, God, have given them what I promised them. Is somebody hearing me that what God promised you? he said it is here and it is available let me let me prove it to you the Bible says that they went around 6 days and on the 7th day they marched around 7th time and on the 7th time they, they, they played loud trumpets and after the loud trumpets then then they gave a loud shout and when they gave the loud shout the Bible says that their concrete the thickness of those walls in some instances in studying the Bible says uh, we really understand that those walls could have been anywhere from 20 to 30 feet thick And all they did was be obedient and marched around it and then on the seventh day they blew their trumpets and they shouted see sometimes we are the people that we feel like we're only thing that we're able to do is hanging on a thread everything in this story is hanging by a thread the thread hanging out the window the 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 thin thread that this woman is is going to lie once again and the only thing that's standing in the way of them conquering the city that God has promised them, one of many cities that God has promised them, is this wall. And so they had no choice but to be obedient and march around it. And on the seventh day, march around seven times and, and, and play the trumpets and then shout with a loud shout. And the Bible says that when they did, the concrete began to crack. The walls begin to come down. The walls begin to come down because the only thing that was stopping them from having victory over that city was the wall. I I want you to hear what the word of the Lord is this morning. The Lord said to me this morning, Adam, the wall was down. Tell the people the wall was down. Tell the people that the wall is down. The wall is down. Uh, In other words, whatever has been standing in your way. Whatever has been in your force of opposition, the wall is down. Whatever whatever, th- whatever thing has had a hold of someone you've been praying for, God's saying the wall was down. The wall was down. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. When we watch TV and we see migrants coming over every place there isn't a wall, amen, you need to understand that's how you and I need to invade the very thing that you and I have been believing God for. I mean, we need to invade it and take ownership of it, take back what God has promised us, take, take our place in it this morning because he's decreeing and declaring he is unleashing to us and bringing about this text saying the wall was down whatever has held you out of the promised land whatever has held you out of what God has promised to you and to your family or to this ministry or whatever God has told us about this city and that this city is the Lord's you and I need to understand that the wall is down now is the time to take possession am I talking to anybody but myself today when he says that the wall is down in this place the wall is down in your life amen you don't have to stand there and look at it and be intimidated by it but he's saying today through your worship through your praise if the church would just give god praise if the church would give god a shout of a loud shout he's saying the wall is down the wall was down now now watch this this is really important this is really important there's two contingencies in the text that i don't want you to miss jesus Oh God told him is, when you go to Jericho, I want you to march around it. Seventh day, seven times, play the trumpet and shout. God neglected to tell him what would come next. Notice something that's real important here in rookie Two contingencies, the wall has to come down in order for them to get in. Watch what God did. God brought the wall down. But the people still had to climb over the rubble. See, sometimes I think that we want God to bring down the force of opposition and then just bring what he promised to us in our lap. Make it easy. We want the stuff that God promises us to be easy and to be quick and without delay. Are you hearing me today? And yet here it is, the wall came down, but they still had to climb over the rubble. Church, you still have to climb over the rubble. See, it's not enough for God to bring the wall down. It's not enough. See, what good is it for God to bring the wall down if you're not going to climb over the rubble? I I really believe that, that we have lived in a time where God has brought walls down in the body of Christ many times, where God has brought walls down in your life many times. And we've gotten, we've watched the wall come down, we've sensed almost a release, we've sensed almost a breakthrough. And then the church just sits there and waits for him to pour out some more, right. instead of realizing, "Oh God, what if I do this? So they're going to get mad at me." Instead of realizing that when we, the church, come up against opposition, and if 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 every chair is the wall, if every row of the chair is is what did I say? It was twenty to thirty feet thick. So there must mean there was debris at least that. That thick, probably even thicker, thicker than this length of this sanctuary, right? But if I'm there and I'm the children of Israel on the outside of Jericho, and and this is the city, and the city's back there behind uh, David and behind the camera, right? And I'm standing here and I'm just saying, well, Lord, I did what you did. Now what? instead of seeing the opportunity for what it is and realizing the wall was down, if I'm standing here, I'm never going to be able to possess what God has promised. And so much of what we have done in the church is we've we've seen God bring the wall down, but we've never really possessed and taken what God has promised us because, well, there was stuff in the way. There was, there was still some opposition and, oh God, if I, if I go up over the rubble, I'll bruise my knee, or I'll have to work a little harder, or I might have to pray harder, or, or I might have to do more. Are you hearing me? And so the church has sort of stayed here and we're just like, God, thank you. You're tearing walls down. Thank you, God, that you're, you're, you're tearing these oppositions down. We're thanking God, but we're never really taking ownership of it because well there's still a a little bit of opposition because there's some debris because there's rubble what did I tell you that God always is moving he'll take chaos and bring cosmos or he'll bring order and so what God moved and it looked a little bit, bit bit chaotic God moved when he when he brought Paul and Silas out. And out of that chaos, God brought order. Are you hearing me? God moved even in the creation of time and made something out of nothing. But it took a a, a cycle. It took a spinning. Are you hearing me? And so here they are standing on the outside and they had a decision to make. Are we going to be the people that are going to stay on the outside looking in to what God promised? Or am I willing to climb up over the rubble of whatever it is that stands in my way? Are you hearing me? see I know I know I'm uh, just just follow me just go with me and so we, we, we go through all of this all of the rubble are you hearing me see we're afraid we get all intimidated by all the things that stand in my way all the things and and every chair and every force of opposition and in a little bit of trouble and a little bit of problem and who might get mad at me and how we might get burned up and how how we might lose more are you hearing me and all the things that are standing on our way the church has just stood here and like well thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you for bringing down the wall this city is the Lord's and then we walk away and we never take it for the Lord see it never really becomes the Lord's until they enter the city and the Bible says that they killed every man woman child donkey horse every living thing except except those that were in the home with the scarlet thread the whole plan was hanging by a thread. And the Bible says that they would be spared those that were in the house. They would be spared. So that was the first contingency. The, you have to be able to climb over the rubble. The second one was, once you go in and you take this city, don't forget Harlot. Don't forget the prostitute. They made a deal. The two spies made a deal. And Joshua said, hey, when you go in, don't forget the family, the prostitute that you made the deal with and and bring everybody out. See how, my, 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 how we often forget those who who are a part of bringing us out. Boy, how the church forgets those that were a part of bringing us out. Uh, Some of the people who are a part of this ministry, so into this ministry, are faithful. The only way we even moved from the last location to this place is because of a bunch of people who were not saved, gathered together, climbed in a van. That's all I'm going to say, came to make sure we moved. Are you hearing me? It wasn't church folk. It wasn't the churches of Uniontown lining up to welcome us into the city. No, they talked about us, judged us. What are they doing? Nope, it was a a whole van load of sinners. Drug addicts and alcoholics. Oh! And yet what we end up doing as the church is we end up forgetting who helped to bring us out. That was the second contingency. One, you still have to climb over the rubble once I bring the wall down. But two, don't forget the deal you made with the harlot. In other words, God is trying to speak to the church. Don't forget those that you're trying and so desperately leaving behind because they don't look like where you're going because they don't fit into the picture that you think that you should have amen in your future or you hearing me there's some people that we know and that we might be associated with them we might be related to that mm, they, they they look a little questionable and we don't want to be associated with people like that but joshua says i need you to go back and don't forget that you better hold up to your word the deal you made with the harlot amen Don't forget who brings you out. Because see, there are some people that they'll love you as long as they need you. But But as soon as they get over their need of you, they throw you away. God does not need that. That has been the theme of the church. I've seen that happen way too much. We're, we're in the church. I know this might be a little hard. We'll get into the good part, but I, I wouldn't do this text just if, if I didn't say it, where we love people as long as we need them. And when we don't need them, we throw them away. I'll go somewhere else. I'll act like you don't exist. I'll unfriend you. I'll ignore you. Oh, come on somebody. I'm preaching good now. And so the church has ceased to love them, these people like the harlot, because we don't need them anymore. We got Facebook now. Come on, every preacher who has a camera can be Facebook celebrity. Can, Can take up an offering online now. And so we think we're all that and a bag of chips. And, and so we, why do we need to go minister to the prostitute, the hooker over at Byers, or, or the one that was dropped off back here behind at, 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 the, at the office building? Why do we have to do that? Why, why, why do we care that, that they were laying uh, high and, and, and strung out on the front steps of the outreach center up here the other day? Why, why, why do we care about that? Why do we care to check up on them? I know because no one's looking. So we're just going to walk by. Ooh. But don't forget why he sent you. Don't forget he said, he said he sent us here to take a city. Not, not, not to make it our city. Just like he said in the text, the city is the Lord's. And so if the city is the Lord's, then the people therein must be. So he said, don't forget the one who lied so that the truth could come forth and so the spies go and some of the men they go and they gather the harlot and god turned a whorehouse into a church house come on that's the reality when when there's no righteous in the city God will God will take an unrighteous and make them righteous are you hearing what I'm saying God will say I'll I'll use her so God said I I, I, it's the only one I can find that's worthy and and there's something about this this prostitute I'm going to do great things and so God takes the whorehouse and makes it a church house and God didn't have any care in the world of what she was before but he but because what I understand and what this text is alluding to is Calvary that's coming because God God didn't care that she was a prostitute. God didn't care who she had up in her house and how many there were because God is giving a, a, an illustration right from this point, right here in the book of Joshua, that when he puts his blood on something, when he puts his blood on something, he'll make it something else. So God said, I, I don't care. I don't care how many men she's had of her house and how many lies she told, she's going to tell one more. But, but her lie is going to be dependent upon the truth. My, my truth is going to be dependent upon the lie. Because once I'm done with her, and I put the blood on it, it, it won't matter what she's been. It won't matter what she's done. It won't matter of her past. So the Bible said they annihilated the whole city of Jericho. The whole city of Jericho, the whole city of Jericho, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I'm out of time. God gives a great illustration in the text. Of a tithe. I don't even have time to share it. The reason they couldn't take this city for their own because it was the tithe to God. Because they gave it to God, they were able to go on and possess, take possession of the promised land. That's why the Bible says they couldn't touch anything in the city because it was the accursed. Why was it accursed? Because it would have been brought a curse upon them had they not given their tithe. Jesus. This city of Jericho is the thread to the promised land. I, I, I said that it was hanging by a thread. I said earlier that some of us feel like we're hanging by a thread and Yet this entire story and the entire story of the children of Israel and them taking possession of the promised land is hanging by a thread. Jericho is the thread to the promised land. It wasn't just the thread hanging out the window of the harlot. See, her house became the thread that brings them into Jericho, but Jericho became the thread that brought them into the promised land. The walls fell. And the wall was the thread into Jericho, Are you starting to see what I'm saying. The thread out of the window saved the two spies and the thread out of the window saved Rahab and her family. It was what they did in this moment that determined what happened next. It was whether they would take possession of the city and then give it to the Lord, or whether they would take possession of the city and take it for themselves that determined what happened next. That's why the book of Matthew says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. In other words, build a business, seek God. Start a church, seek God. Get married, seek God. Whatever you do, seek Him first. Hallelujah. Rahab the harlot was a thread herself. She was a thread herself. Her house was a thread. But she herself was a thread. You don't see it and you don't understand it into the fullness until you get to the book of Matthew. And it lists the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And it lists the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the harlot who threw the cord out the window. It was through her umbilical cord and that the descendants of Jesus Christ would come, and if they had not saved the harlot, where would the bloodline of Jesus had come from? Are you hearing me? She Rahab the harlot was something like the great, great, great grandmother of Jesus. Are you hearing me? The great 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 grandmother of Jesus and yet he used her. And it was all hanging by a thread. Jesus coming to the world was all hanging by the thread that came out of not just her window and down the wall but the thread of who Rahab was. It was because of Rahab that her bloodline would bring Jesus Christ into the world. She may have been a harlot, but it was the thread that came from her that brought the Savior into the world. Are you hearing me? So what am I saying? Sometimes it's a blessing to be hanging by a thread. Sometimes it's a blessing to be hanging by a thread because you don't know what that thread, that thread, is for on the other end. In church, we often say cliche things like, I, "I feel like I'm hanging by a thread," but as long as the other end is attached to the hem of his garment, that's true. That's true. Sometimes we come into his place, we come through life, and we just feel like we're hanging by a thread. But I brought this word today to let you know that sometimes it's a blessing to feel like you're hanging by a thread, that the entire plan of salvation was hanging on this thread. of Who Rahab was. That she would lie yet again. Sometimes it's a blessing. How many of you know, right now you might feel like you're on the verge of getting by and hanging by a thread and you don't know what the full plan of God is sometimes it's a blessing the whole plan was hanging by a thread but look what God was able to bring out of her life and out of her womb out of her bloodline amen The whole savior of the world was born and came from the genealogy of who this woman was. Amen. She came from a prostitute. She was messed up. She was ugly. She was judged by all kind of people. But you and I have a savior of the world that we come in here and give glory and honor and praise and we adore and we give worship and honor to. But even that was hanging by a thread. So sometimes it's a blessing to be hanging by a thread. In other words, church help is on the way. You might feel like you are you are hanging by a thread but 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 help is on the way god is in the midst amen and that even if you feel like you are barely hanging on right now you just need to know that that god is in it if you are listening to his voice like the children of israel did as they were gathered around the walls of jericho they didn't know what was coming but as long as you listen and as long as you obey And as long as when God brings the wall down, you'll take possession of whatever it is He promised you and you don't stand there and look at it like we have done for so far too long. You're going to take possession of whatever it is that He has promised you. Even if our nerves are frazzled, even if our our, our mind is overwhelmed, even if we feel like we're weighted down, even if we feel like we're, that, that, that God gave up on the plan that He had for our life, whatever it is, if we're hanging by a thread, I can only remember one thing for you. 1,000 may fall at one side and 10,000 at the other but it will not come near me. Rahab was in the center of town on the corner and when God brought that city wall down it came down on the right and on the left but it did not bring her house down. A thousand can fall at one side, 10,000 at the other, but it will not come near me. You need to remember today who you are. You need to remember today that you might feel as though you're hanging by a thread, but oh, I thank you, Jesus, for the thread. God, I thank you for the thread that I'm hanging on to that that is attached to the hem of your garment on the other end. Is somebody hearing me today? Amen. That, it will, that, that, that even though things are happening on the right and on the left of me, that God, I'm thankful that you're sparing me in the midst of it. God, I'm thankful that it won't come near me, me and my house. I thank you that God, everything in my house, it will be saved too. Is somebody hearing me? God, I'm hanging by a thread, but I know my thread is attached to you. And God, I know that you won't let go. And so God, I know I'm safe and secure in you so Lord we put our hope and our trust and our 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 faith upon you because I know God you're not letting go of me as somebody here me God didn't give up on his plan with uh, Rahab the harlot God is not going to give up on his plan with you I don't care how you might be feeling I don't care how weary it might be I don't even care how bad it looks God's not giving up on his plan that he has for you will you stand to your feet this morning in this place hanging by a thread hanging by a thread I thank you for the thread I'm hanging on to Uh uh-huh I'm hanging on to the thread and only the thread because God needs me to know to trust and rely and lean upon only Him see while some of you might have been discouraged and distraught you feel tired and weary because you're only hanging on to a thread it's just because it's the thread that you need all the spies needed was a, was a thread to climb down out of the window all they needed was that thread to bring Rahab and all of her family out you and I need to just thank God for the thread that we have left I, I, when you feel like you're on the verge of losing your mind God I, I am on the verge God but I thank you this is the one thread I need I, I feel like I've lost my mind already but God I, I thank you this is the thread that I need I, I'm hanging on because it's hanging on to you it, it's what's attached to your plan and your purpose hallelujah I, I, I'm thankful God that the that that red thread that was hanging out the window is symbolic of your blood mm. the thread I'm hanging on to is symbolic of your blood God I'm, I'm hanging on to you I, I'm just I'm just clinging to the hem of your garment amen 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 let me pray for you father i thank you in the name of jesus for your word for somebody in this place somebody online that felt like me this week i'm hanging on but by a thread god Let us have assurance in knowing that even if it is just a thread that we've got left, it's more than enough. It's what you'll use for your purpose and your plan as we pursue the promises of God. I thank you that, Father, when we leave this place today, that we will walk into our city and our homes and our communities, God, and take this city that will climb over the rubble. Lord, you caused the walls to come down this morning, Lord, that will climb over the rubble to take possession, God, of what you promised. That we'll climb over whatever rubble we have to to get to the things that, Lord, you promised. The things that you've commanded would be ours. I pray in the name of Jesus. God bless your people. Father, do something extraordinary in this moment. God, I pray that something I spoke today, God, would have went prophetically into their their, their very spirit and soul. It would have penetrate them and cause them not to give up, not become so weary that they don't know what to do next, but. Give you thanks for the thread. I might feel like I'm barely hanging on, but I, I'm connected to the one who will always hang on. And so, Father, I give you glory and honor and praise today for the thread that I've got left, for the thread that I'm hanging on to today that's connected to the hem of your garment that you won't let me go. God, we bless you and we thank you. Lord, we praise you and we glorify you. God, in this place, breathe Holy Spirit upon your church upon your people breathe upon them God as we enter into a new realm, a new season God, where we begin to take possession of the very things that we've prayed for longed for, heard for God as we begin to step into a season of our own encounter with you that we're going to come to know you like we've never known you before we're going to have our own red sea experience jordan experience jericho experience in the name of jesus i pray right now bless the week ahead for your people bless their tithe offering as it's sown today god bless them in this place and as they go out today god bless them in the week ahead continue a chain of events that's unstoppable in their life let every day that they wake up and their feet hit the floor that god they walk in the favor of god more and more than the day before. God, we give you the praise and we give you the glory for it. In Jesus Christ, your mighty, powerful name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a beautiful week in Jesus.